Hola, my name is Lucia Diaz. I'm the host of the Art of Representation podcast. The focus of this podcast is to make sure that Latinas see themselves in the world, feel represented and celebrated. I'm super excited to interview the, some of the most incredible Latina leaders within our community. Uh, we're gonna find out about their journey, how they got to where they are, and most importantly, how we can get there as well. So tune in. Uh, Hola, hola, hola. Welcome back to the Art of Representation podcast. I'm your host, Lucia Diaz. I focus on the art of Latina representation through my artwork and pretty much everything I touch. So I want to make sure that I started a podcast to showcase leaders within our community that are movers and shakers. And I want Latinas to see themselves represented in the world. So I'm here with the Queen of Queens. Daddy, how are you? Como estas? Hola, I am doing very well today. I am excited to be here to talk to you and yeah, thank you for inviting me here. It was it's such an honor and honestly, I've been following your journey for the last I think year and a half on Instagram. Yeah. And it's just been so incredible to see you in Portugal and like work remotely and like just do all these things that are just it just feels like the dream. So we'll get we'll get into all of that. But can you give us a brief intro to yes. our audience? Yes. So hello, everyone. My name is Tani Lopez. I am a social media educator and coach, also content creator and speaker. So that's why I'm here today. <laughs> and I help other female and women of color simplify social media so that they can grow their brand or business online. And we do this by posting with purpose. And I'm so excited to share more with you all about this. That's amazing. Like, honestly, it's helped me out. Like, before I was just posting willy-nilly, whatever I wanted. <laughs> and when I started to consume your content, I felt like, no, I can't just post every day. I need to post when I feel the need to do it. And then also for the right reasons. You know, sometimes... <laughs> you know, as entrepreneurs or as somebody that has a shop, like you just want to post pictures of products, pictures of products, but you don't really talk about like the connection or mm -hmm. the why or the process or how you got to this specific product. So I guess my first question would be, what advice do you have for any entrepreneur? If, if it's like somebody that has a shop, like a little Etsy shop or Shopify or anybody that is, has like, some sort of thing that they're trying to sell online and they're just not quite sure about how to post with intention. Yes. So just like you said, intention is the key here. Purpose is your compass when you're trying to figure out what it is that you want to post. And my best advice is as an entrepreneur is to look at your product or your service or whatever it is that you have to offer and ask yourself, why did I create this? What is motivating me to continue growing this? Because there's a reason why you created this product. There's a reason why you are selling it too. So if you just dive even deeper into that and then sell from that place, then you will, it will be easier for you to get conversions and also easier for you to sell. You'll have way more fun than just let me throw a promotion here or there, right? So that's my best advice is to connect your product to your why. 
I love that. I mean, that's super, super duper important. Yeah. And if you haven't, um, if you don't know your why, I highly suggest reading a book called Finding Your Why by mm. Simon Sinek because, like, that's something oh, that yeah, helped me. I know me. who that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like if I didn't know what my why was, then I don't think I'd be in business. I don't think yeah. I'd be operating. I would not have any money or any, you know, customers or you know, not, I don't call, I don't like to say followers. I like to call Mm -hmm. them my community. I like to Mm -hmm. call them my people because they understand the struggle, especially in stationery to find a card or an art print that looks like them. Exactly. And a lot of the time mm -hmm. uh, that I just wanted to quickly add a lot of the time when we're selling our product, most of the time we are the product like we are our product so we have to think about that like did we go through something did we overcome something and is that what we are selling today like in my case I teach other business owners how to brand themselves or their business or their their mission whatever it may be online there were a couple years ago where I was doing that for big fortune 500 companies but I wasn't doing it for myself and so that was something that like I lacked, like I really should have taken the opportunity. And that's what I do today. And that's what I love to share with people. Like, this is my experience. So I'm going to share it with you and how I've overcome this. That's beautiful. I think that's also something, at least when yeah. during my corporate career, I never saw myself as a leader, as an entrepreneur or any of that. I just was like, I'm just me. Like, you know, yeah. so I just wanted to ask you, how did you let's let's walk through that journey right quick. Like, How did you get started through either, you know, working in social media or doing this type of work for Fortune 500 companies? Yeah. So I always I always answer this question with saying that when I was 13, I was very clear on what I wanted to do in the future. I just remember being in love with entertainment and watching like Grammys or watching all these award shows, MTV awards and I was from Ohio. So like I grew up in Ohio, but of course mm-hmm. I'm Latina. My parents are Salvadoran and Honduran, but mm-hmm. I always felt like I wanted to be in a bigger city because of the entertainment. And so from there is when my, let's say my dreams started. And I just remember watching a TV show that it was Melrose Place. <laughs> and I just remember that Katie Cassidy, like one of the, the main characters, she was a publicist in L.A., And that just gave me an idea of, oh, I want to do that. I want to work with famous people. But remember, this was years ago when I was 13. Um, So to see how like publicity has evolved to now, now it's social media, right? So I didn't know that social media was going to be a big thing in the future. Back then it was like AIM, AOL Messenger, which I was was on. I was on too. I was uh... on and actively on. Blue Sandra 24 Skies or something like that. 26 yeah. Skies. I don't even, I don't remember my username, but um, that, that's a super great point that you, you know, that you talked about, like, what was that dream that you had? Yeah. There? Like, I want to move out of Ohio and I want to mm-hmm. go to some place where I could work in PR or with, you know, with celebrities or what, yeah. I just need, need a bigger, bigger city. So, and that's where me- it led me. Tell me about um, how that transition, though, how like moving away from family, I think is yeah. a huge thing, at least for me, like I remember moving away from Miami to Seattle to work at 
a Fortune 500 company. Yeah. And just how did it, like, how did that affect you as a Latina? Because I know Latinos usually are very close-knit families and we try to kind of stick together. But I feel like sometimes, at least for me, I felt really stuck in Miami. And I feel like I resonate a little bit with you being in Ohio, feeling like, a big fish in a little small pond. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how was that transition? So I want to like first start off with saying that it was a battle kind of with my own family yeah. because they were encouraging me to do what was safe at the mm. time. So stay here. Mm. You don't have to pay rent. You can mm. go to school and save mm. a lot of money. But for me, that didn't look like my dreams. That didn't look like it was going to get me further because I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, and to be honest, we all know like the entertainment wasn't there. So what I did was I went to Columbus. I went to Ohio State University knowing that it was a big school. A lot of opportunities usually are happening there. And once I graduated, I accepted the only job that gave me an offer that was outside of the state. And it was in New York City. (laughs) And so I took it. I didn't exactly love what I was doing, but I Mm. saw it as a way to get me there. And I know they didn't pay me a lot, but again, going back to the, do I listen to my parents or do I listen to my, my dreams and like my purpose? So I'm happy that I I made that decision, but that's like how the transition started. Just like by stepping out of my comfort zone. That's beautiful that you say that because I felt like for a long time, I had to stay in Miami. I had to buy a house and have kids and mm-hmm. have the life that my parents wanted me to have. And even my corporate career in a Fortune 500 company was my parents' dream. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't really my dream. As an artist, like, I got a lot of support from my mom and her side of the family. But my father's side, it was like, well, you're going to starve to death. You're not going to amount to anything. And I'm so happy that I left, even though it was too the Pacific Northwest, no shade to the Pacific Northwest. It's super beautiful, but I couldn't find an empanada. So <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm not like, gonna lie. I was in New York City, like in the yeah. middle of it, and it was hard for me to find one too. It was only one place and it was Cuban and it was like overpriced and I was like, This is not how they should be priced. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So okay, so you're in New York, you're working, uh and and but mind you Anybody that is moving away from, you know, their hometown, make sure that you talk, especially the Fortune 500 companies, talk about relocation packages, mm-hmm. talk about pay, negotiation. Um, don't accept the first offer you get. <laughs> like, negotiate up, negotiate your worth and also look at Glassdoor and see what other people are getting paid for that specific role. But back to, back to Teddy, tell me a little bit about how that transition was when it comes to, okay, now you're in New York City, you you know, maybe not doing exactly what you thought you were going to do, but you're doing, you know, something that's going to get you to that goal. It's like a stepping stone. Like, like, let's keep, keep that train going. Like, give me a little bit more of how, how we continue this journey, your journey. Yeah. So the job was actually in advertising sales. So although I didn't love what I was doing, I did take something from it that Mm -hmm. helps me today because I was working in digital media with advertising. So now I'm like, okay, I can see how it helped me. But at the same time, I did not love what I was doing. And let me also start off by saying that it was hard for me to move to New York. I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people glamorize it, 
But for mm-hmm. me, I actually moved on a mega bus. I paid probably like 20 bucks. I took two luggages with me. And I'm not kidding you. I had like probably $200 in my account. <laughs> I was a, that broke college student, like who just recently graduated. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was right there with you because I interned there for a summer. Just for a summer. Oh, not, as, not as brave as you to yeah. completely move there. But I literally was staying in one of my friend's childhood homes in the Lower East yeah. Side, uh, sleeping in their childhood room with their parents that were Cantonese. We didn't like we couldn't communicate with each other, so we did a lot of sign language. They were very much like my uh, Chinese parents, <laughs> making sure that I didn't like go out too late in New York City. But yeah, they glamorize New York a lot. I love yeah. New York. I love I love doses. New York too. I love doses of New York, but I couldn't see myself now at this moment living there with, you know, I live now in Maryland. You live in Portugal and we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. We'll because, get to that. Because that's beautiful. But like, okay, so you're in New York. Tell me a little bit about um, how you started to take the information that you're learning from your job in advertising and just start to kind of you know, you know, think about the future, even though you didn't like what you were doing exactly, you could take pieces of what you are currently working at or where you're currently working at and apply it to your business. Right. So like I said, well, I was dealing with money, uh, with digital advertising sales. So I would work with like million dollar deals. And now today I can see like, I feel like that's something I took from it. I mean, it was a very cutthroat environment and that's something that I didn't like, but I could also see like following up on emails. I'm really good at now because in that business, you got to follow up to get an answer, like keep Mm. going. Right. Mm. Um, And communication, like always communicating with our clients and just the way I treated these big brands that we'd, we'd work with, like for example, Dunkin' Donuts, or I believe like, Nestle or one of them, uh, something like that. But I treat my clients today just like that, mm. if not even better, because mm. I have my own style now. I have my own like values, and th- that's something that I took away from that. It's like treat my clients as if like they are a Fortune 500 company, but better. That is, that's some serious customer service right there. That's some serious customer service gem right there. And that's true. Like what you, like for me, like I focused on, you know, taking mom and pop beauty brands and launching them internationally. That was kind of like my name of the game. Like that's what I did most of my corporate career in beauty and tech. And so I think it's super important that you even though you might not be in a place where you want to be or if you haven't launched your business you could still work on it as a side hustle on the weekends at night you could still start building it and i think my biggest advice for everybody is don't compare your journey to somebody else's please like especially on social media like unfollow anybody that makes you feel terrible about yourself yeah. Even if it's like, it, it's, it, you know, your friend. But anyway, let's continue um, your journey through New York. You're treating your clients now as you would a Fortune 500 company. What, you know, where else did you see yourself growing? Or did you see yourself staying at a Fortune 500? Or was it 
that you always wanted to kind of leave and start your own business and be an entrepreneur? Yeah. So it wasn't until after the next job, after Mm -hmm. that one, because the job after that, I actually worked in entertainment, which was my dream to work with celebrities like TJ Khaled, Amber Rose. Like it was what exactly what I wanted to do. And from there, of course, I wasn't getting paid enough to live in New York. So I was like, what am I going to do? I still want to do something I love. And I just remember going to a nearby Starbucks and opening my laptop and putting business plan like in my Word document. And I had no idea what I was going to do. But all I knew is that I wanted something of my own so that I could have flexibility and also afford to live wherever I wanted to live. So I just remember that it was summer 2016. And then what I had to do from there was actually move back in with my parents. And my first client was actually a local donut shop. And I did social media management for them. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, to me, I also, um, after I got laid off from a Fortune 500 company, I literally, um, me and my husband moved cross country to Maryland to stay with their, you know, his uncle and his aunt. So big shout out to Uncle Scott and Tia Nena because, you know, they took us in during the pandemic. And that's not a, and that's not a failure. Like, I feel like you don't bringing down your expenses in your life. Like I gave back my car to Minnie Cooper. Like I gave up so many things that I thought I needed to live a life that was really to project success to other people. Um, and I love that you, you know, you started locally, you started with a local donut shop. How did that go? Like, how was it your experience with like bringing like a, you know, like a mom and pop into that social media world? How was that experience? They actually won the best donut shop of the year where they went to a, yeah, they went to some, uh, I forget what it was like a festival or something. And they won this award. And I was like, that's amazing. And something that I really love, too, that I want to share about my experience working with them was the community. So a lot Mm -hmm. of people were coming to the shop to take photos of their donuts, like in the same place that everyone would. You know, at that time, people loved like Instagram worthy photos. So Mm -hmm. it was really cool to see that. That's so beautiful. That's amazing Um, to, you know, to see their growth, you know, because that's super important for an entrepreneur to, you know, have somebody like you that's a leader mm-hmm. and understands how to navigate that space because this the social media world has changed quite a bit. So much. So, okay, so the donut shop, what's next? Like where where are you headed next in your journey? So from there, I actually moved to Miami because I was able to save some money and then make a plan to move to the next place I always dreamed about living in. And in Miami, that's where I kept growing my okay. my career and my profile when it came to social media management, community management, strategy, and things like that. That's incredible. It's so funny. I move out of Miami. Yeah. And you tell me, and, and I'm like, man, we just miss each other. We exactly. Just... <laughs> um, okay, so you're in Miami. What are you exactly doing, like, in social media? Like, who are you working for? What are you... What are you, who are you creating strategy for? So I was working with Nike. Uh, mm-hmm. They had their flagship store. As you know, in New York and LA, they have those big stores. We actually just opened the one on Miami Beach, South Beach. Lincoln uh, Road, right? The one yeah, on Lincoln, Lincoln Road. Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one. And then from there, I worked with hotels, five-star 
uh, hotels that were on the beach. So that was really exciting too. That's insane. That's I mean, you have a major repertoire <laughs> of clients you've worked with that are incredible assets for especially small business owners yeah. that don't have the mega budgets of these companies that have marketing teams of like hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah. So, okay, you're in Miami, you're doing social media and strategy. What are the things that you've learned from those experiences working with like Nike and the five-star hotels on Miami Beach? Like, what are some learnings that you apply now to your business? Definitely the customer service part, because as you know, these are big brands we're talking about. So if we have a loyal customer, we want to keep that customer. Mm -hmm. So now when I work with my clients, like I really try to make sure they their needs are being met, mm -hmm. that they are being served, anything that they need from me, uh, that I'm just going over the top. That's like the biggest thing for me to make sure that once I have a client, like I treat them right with as like five star service. Mm -hmm. um, but also when I was working there, I was actually building my business at the same time. So I yeah. actually pitched to local businesses with my social media management, but I always made sure that they were different industries, of course, so that I wouldn't get, you know, in trouble with like competitors or anything mm -hmm. like that. NDAs and all that. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was really good experience for me to help locally and then continue building my expertise. I love that. That's so beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. I I have something similar where when I was working at uh um, the Fortune 500 companies, I still was doing brand work for like fashion brands like Chanel, DBF, Colina Herrera, doing live sketching events. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to not just rely on one job, one stream of income. Like, I think it's super important to like branch out. You don't have to do, I mean, I, I say you don't have to burn yourself out and, and take on every single client. But think about like, who are your dream clients? Who can you develop an amazing, incredible portfolio that now that you could take to other big name brands and show them, hey, this is what I'm doing, you know? So as exactly. an artist, as an illustrator, at least that's what I like to do. I like to say, hey, I just did a live sketching event for Tiffany's and I know Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah. What do you think of um, this proposal? So I want to ask you, how do you approach balancing the need to create valuable content with the desire to be authentic and true to your personal brand and values? That is a very good question. <laughs> so when it comes to creating valuable content, see, this is something else that I took away from working with these brands mm -hmm. is if I'm going to make sure that it's not only valuable, but it's appealing and it's also meeting our brand identity, right? Then why not do that for myself, my mm -hmm. own brand? Why not help others do that for their own? And also when you create valuable content, you're it's serving a purpose. So you are helping the people who you are, you are posting for. So yeah. this is something really important that people need to take into account again you don't want to just post anything online. You want to have a purpose for it because you, of course you want to get conversions. You want to get engagement. And 
by having a real intention behind it and asking yourself, is this going to make someone's day? Is this going to educate someone today? Is this going to be shared? Then you're asking yourself the right questions to mm-hmm. post with purpose. I love that. Um, I definitely started posting with purpose um, after taking one of your workshops, your free workshops. And I really like was super impressed with all the caliber of everything that you had um, in your workshop because I think it's super important for us to take away it doesn't matter if you have thousands, millions of followers. If you post terrible content, it's not going to convert. Like, you can't just, like, have a million followers and post a photo and be like, buy my my crap. No, you have to. <laughs> you have to understand, like we were speaking about before, mm-hmm. your why, your intention. Right. What problem are you solving for that person in order to for them to purchase your product and say wow this is a relief like right you know so i think and that's not just that but also as a business owner your why is so important when it comes to applying for grants applying for accelerators so i just wanted to kind of like touch back on to like how do you how you know we're in miami now like what is the kind of like the next step yeah that tanny is gonna <laughs> do because i'm just excited to get to well before i share that you yeah, mentioned yeah. grants right yes are looking at your why accelerator programs also brand deals which is yes a lot of us are getting paid big money these days so it's like if you are posting with purpose if you are building a solid brand online why not stick to your why and your Mm -hmm. values because these brands that's what they're looking for when they collaborate they're not looking for just any post they want to make sure that they are engaging like you are engaging with your community you already have a hundred percent i see a lot of artists at least or entrepreneurs that post something and people will ask them questions in comments and they don't answer them and it's just so frustrating when somebody's like you know when somebody that you see like your friends or, or people that you mentor, you're like, did you answer this person's comment from two days ago? Like they asked you, where can they purchase your product? And you're complaining about not converting your website or not, you know, people are not buying your prints or your, you know, artwork or your greeting cards. It's like, you've got to stay on top of that. And if mm-hmm. not hire somebody that could do it for you. Right. Cause I think delegation is something that, I'm learning as an entrepreneur, you know, so after launching my own website, I, there's, it's not done. Like that's right, just, it takes just time. because you have a website. Okay. Congratulations. Well, how are you going to get people there? So, exactly. Exactly. So, t- so tell me a little bit about like, how is it that you kind of navigate that journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from Miami, I actually took on a job that paid more, of course, in New York City. So I I felt called to go back to for some reason, I was like, you know what, I think, I think God's calling me to go back there for some reason. And also the pay was good. So mm-hmm. I really wanted to further my career and also be back on the East Coast. Like I loved Florida. I loved Miami. And it's, it was very laid back. It was kind of like crazy my... Down it's crazy down there. No, but it yeah, was kind of like my honeymoon like... years, I would say. Because it's like, you know, more laid back. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back to the East Coast and like work very hard. Went back, worked for a couple months. 
And then I was one of the first to get laid off because uh, COVID just started. It was literally March 24th. Like they did not waste any time. And I was like, what am I going to do now? I was still building my business as a side hustle. But that day I said, okay, I'll be okay. I'm going to take my business full time for real this time. And then that's when we just, we just went at it, but it wasn't, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for one of my connections I had at the time for introducing me to her community, I think it would have been harder to grow this fast because community is what really saved me. That's so beautiful that you say that because I had the same experience, like Mm -hmm. working at a you know, fortune 500 company got laid off COVID, Mm -hmm. um, I was scared. I didn't know what I was going to do. I know my family was super embarrassed. And then they told me yeah. not to tell anybody. Um, which is, <laughs> that's not what you, that's, that's what you don't do. Don't do what I did. Don't make the biggest mistake and not announce and say, Hey, look, I got laid off. This is what happened. Uh, and tap into your community because you never know who can help you, who can give you a lead, who can uh, send you a great mentor um and that's how I got started too I used my unemployment check to buy my first printer and ink and paper and to like look at you now well I appreciate that is a good story though like really because yeah I I went through the same thing I was told oh don't tell anyone and I also even was embarrassed to tell close people but now that I look at it I should have definitely went on TikTok and just started talking about like my story because that's how a lot of people got big during like grew their audience faster during that time oh 100 percent. i wish i would have done that too i wish i would have been more vulnerable yeah and upfront and say hey yeah i'm struggling um for me i think also was a push of my husband like my husband said girl you've been doing illustration as a side hustle for the last 12 years you have landed Clients like Chanel, DVF, like people want to see you illustrate. And then my other best friend, Paula, um, was just telling me, you don't, you get bored really fast when you work for others. And it's true. Like, it's, it's <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> it's like, there's a point where you have done everything you can and you've set them up and you're good and everything's running smoothly that you just feel like, okay, what's next? There's what's next? Glass, what's a, there's a glass ceiling, mm-hmm. especially as Latinas, that oh, okay, we're not oh, we're not gonna promote you, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put some more people working under you, and you have to manage them. But that's another story for another day. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's super important that especially if there are any Latinas right now at this moment listening to this podcast, and you have been recently laid off. Please take a moment and figure out what is it that you want to do with your life. Not what your mother, your dad, your brother, anybody in your family, any of your friends. Start writing down what is it that you want to do in this life. Because I don't think we want to just pay bills no. for the rest of our life. I think there's more to us than, like, you know, there's gifts that the universe have, has given us. And we get in our own way thinking that yeah. we can't do this. And most of these companies, these Fortune 500 companies, were built by people that are no smarter than us. Mm-mm. And their way is the right way. Yeah. 
that's another thing. I was actually just talking yeah. about that the other day. Like when you build your business or build something that you believe in, like you get to create it however you can design it however mm-hmm. you'd like. And mm-hmm. you get to work however you'd like, not mm-hmm. like have a schedule made for you, which is really hard. At least for me, I think that's why I was so drawn to entrepreneurship because I I felt like I was in a box and like I had kind of like someone was like, you know, moving me around. Do this, do that, do this, Tani. Oh my gosh. There's something about that like I just couldn't keep up with for like the rest of my life at least. I know. I have the same way. Like I'm the <laughs> same exact way because like I would push. I'm, I'm the pro- I was the problem child for sure. Like yeah, I would always... <laughs> I would always push in the meetings, like, hey, we can't forget about our Latino demographic here in the States. Right. You know, there's so much that we can contribute to them. And our communities usually were an afterthought. Yeah. And that rubbed me the wrong way, especially yeah. in media, especially in tech and, and beauty. Like, not yeah. seeing representation out in the world made me angry and frustrated. You know, and and I thought about myself as a little kid and not seeing enough, like, you know, people out there that look like us on screen. You know, I remember the only movie that I was like super obsessed with was Selena. And that's it. Like, there wasn't anything to follow that up. I know in the also Shakira kind of came up as well. Yeah. But it was a really long period of time where I didn't see Latina. I didn't either. And my first know. favorite singer, actually, within like Latinas, was actually Paulina Rubio. Oh, I love her too. <laughs> she was my first one. And then after that, it was just like, I don't see too many. It's yeah. true. It was a huge gap. Um, and then now with the renaissance of reggaeton and, and yeah. like the revival of that I think it's so beautiful that they're taking us seriously now and that they I, see I that we are a 1.7 trillion dollar industry yep that you can't ignore like our demographic mm. is here and it's growing and they gonna keep coming yeah especially at the rate that <laughs> my family is growing um but by the way my uh my brother had twins and so like for me I think of like I want to make sure that my nephews live in a world that looks like, you know, that represents right, who they are, right. their identity. And so, okay, touching back to, you know, the way you set yourself up to start your business, what advice would you give anybody that's in that process right now? Okay, I got laid off. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, where do I start? Like, what is the first thing that I should get started? Is it a logo? Yeah. Is it a business plan? How do we, how do we get started? So I still don't have a logo and I've been three years into my business. Right. That's right, girl. You don't need a logo. You got a beautiful face. Yeah, I am my logo. <laughs> but yeah, you don't need a fancy website. If someone is telling you that and you can't afford it, don't worry. You don't no. need to invest in all these like platforms or business tools. Like use social media, use the free out of social media to promote yourself and use the free advice that we share on here. Like I share on my page, I always share advice, tips, Mm -hmm. tools that I recommend just to help other people. But if they were in the place that I once was, I would say is like the same thing that we did, like cut some costs, like get a little uh, control, more control over your finances and also Mm -hmm. think about, okay, if I 
if I take this away, for example, at the time, I loved going to brunch with my girlfriends mm-hmm. on the weekends. I had to cut that out. Mm-hmm. I had to make a decision that was going to give me success long term. So if there's something that you can just cut out um, just for the time being, kind of sacrifice. I don't love that word, but just something yeah. to help you uh, grow further with your business. I would say that's something. And also lean on your community because there's a lot of people that you'll be surprised there's a lot of people who've gone through the same thing that you have gone through or are going through right now and they are willing to help a hundred percent a hundred percent i see it all the time on linkedin um i try to even in the back end i whenever i see oh i'm looking for somebody that works in this company or this you know and i have a contact or i know somebody i'll just like quickly just do a dm and be like hey by the way this is so and so I thought I would introduce you to this person and right. it doesn't take anything. Like that's something you can do for free. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, if you were in this position that we were both in, I say, I agree with you. Like, don't, you don't have to invest in a crazy heavy website. You don't have to have a Shopify. You don't have to, especially as an artist, start with like something small, like Etsy. Right. Start with things that are much more manageable. I use Metro cool dot com as my platform to schedule out content like i couldn't afford at the time to pay for later or pay for other scheduling platforms use as many free resources as possible i'm using google docs i'm using yeah i use google drive too yeah so just do whatever you can to cut as much of the spending as possible especially for your business like don't think that you have to look official or be official or have a a beautiful website get started with what you have Mm -hmm. get a if you if anything get on wordpress like dot org like get get a get a wordpress up you know you got a lot of wordpress themes that are free and then you could just edit the content yeah and yeah using your social media as your website too that's a big thing here that's a huge thing yeah. If you have something that you're passionate about talking about, or if you know everything about this topic, right? Like maybe you are an expert in this field, then show that and start talking about it because chances are in our world, right? Like in your world and in my world, all of this comes natural to us. So that's oh, why yeah. we share it because it's fun for us. But sometimes we're like, oh, this is just like another day in the life. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But for other people, it may be very interesting. So while it may not seem as interesting to you, I I can assure you that if you were to share just bits and pieces of your everyday life or something, a project you're working on or a goal you're working towards, Mm -hmm. people will like connect with you or praise you or celebrate you along the way. A hundred percent. A lot of the people that have purchased products for me, it started through a conversation through the DM. Hey, how are you? Have you been following their journey, seeing where you could show up for them as well? And I feel like I have a whole community of of mujeres that just uplift me and share my name in in rooms full of opportunities. So I think, especially with social media, that was my first portfolio. I literally, I remember I walked up to like the Chanel boutique and I was like, hey, this is my uh, fashion illustration portfolio it literally was my instagram like, I, didn't, I didn't even have a yeah. business card and i landed yeah. my first 
corporate fashion That's amazing. Client. So you don't need you really do not you don't even need business cards like you no. literally could get digital business cards <laughs> yeah and airdrop it to people because that's what most of the brands do nowadays as well right after covid but um start small start with yeah. what you have and then see if you could even barter your resources i've seen like i've had a friend that was super great at copy in the beginning for my etsy like i asked her hey I'll help you with design work if you help me with copy work. And we were both, again, laid yeah. off. And so we just started kind of working on this journey together. And so at the end of the day, like, you have more worth than you think. You have more to offer than you think. You just have to get started. Right. And it's scary to be in front of the camera. But what advice do you have for entrepreneurs that are like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I could, if I could be recorded on, on my phone. Tell Tell us like how you want to your clients on that. Cause I know that's probably something really big. I just rolled my eyes because like, it's crazy to think that years later, people are still like nervous about this. But at the same time, when we think about it, like if you were to be introduced to someone who wanted to work with you in person, mm -hmm. would you hide behind the curtain or like, you know, hide behind the door? No, no. like I'm sure you would take that as an opportunity to greet them, to learn more about them, or just like talk about an interest that you both have, right? And that's how we are online. We are not hiding behind the camera. We're showing people who we are, our personality, so that they feel comfortable, like you said, to DM you, yeah. to start a conversation, to engage with your content. And that's that's how people connect these days like mm -hmm. on social media and another thing is i feel like if i weren't to show my my personality on social media or sh show myself i probably wouldn't meet these people in real life because some people i've met in real life wow. from social media and it's been so inspiring to me because i'm like wow if i never started i wouldn't even be no, celebrating you. my birthday with like some people that i met online <laughs> No, that's to me. I literally was just in New York like last week and I was hanging out with people that I've been talking to in Instagram lives yeah. and, and Twitter spaces and other We're going to meet in person. Oh, one I'm going to come to, you guys <laughs> to Portugal. I took my 23 and me and I'm 40%. <laughs> so you best believe I'm coming for my ancestry and to have brunch with you. But anyway, yes. um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to like you know, make that point where you don't have to have a ring light. You don't have to have all this fancy equipment or the camera or the latest iPhone or, you know, the best computer or the best software. Start with what you have. If you have a phone, you can take voice notes. You can record from there. Yep. As you start growing your business, then you start investing in equipment and education and making sure that you ask for help. Yeah. Do not try to do this all yourself. No entrepreneur has, no entrepreneur will. Like everybody, especially the good entrepreneurs, they learn how to delegate. Oh yeah. So I'm I wanna, still learning. <laughs> I wanna I wanna talk to you about, you know, before we move into to Portugal, because I've been dying to get to Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> journey. But how was it for you, like, starting out and scaling your business at a rate 
at least for you, that felt comfortable and that felt manageable? How, how did you keep that balance? Well, like I'm actually sharing on my page right now, this series, it's called Entrepreneurship, or no, I Found My Love through entrepreneurship I love that series by the way yeah and 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 the whole purpose of this post is to show the three loves that actually came about from this the first one is my business which I love and I've built this way the second is a home now I'm in Portugal I never thought I would be living here but I love it and the third is my partner which I love and yeah so last year is actually when things transformed for me and I've been sharing about that how It was a struggle at first. Like I literally mentioned in my recent post that one month I made $543. I was out here. I was like, of course, just having a little scarcity mindset at the moment, but I knew I'd be okay. I knew that I knew why it was happening. And a lot of Mm -hmm. it was because I wasn't posting. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was because I was enjoying life more than work, which is not a bad thing because that's exactly why I went on this four month trip abroad. So after a couple months of like evaluating that and like my lessons learned, now I feel more comfortable to have this balance, work-life balance. And now I really try to make an effort to enjoy life more than, like live my life more than work and sit at my desk more, if that makes sense. No, it makes 100% sense. I I burn myself out even as an entrepreneur. I see a lot of bad (laughs) habits from my days as an art director where yep. I was working 80 hours a week and ended up in the hospital many oh times. My and as an entrepreneur, I've ended up in the hospital as well. But I'm learning, like, for example, yesterday, me and my husband celebrated our ninth wedding anniversary. Wow, congratulations. And thank you. And I can we, learn a lot from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just two crazy kids. But um, basically, <laughs> we went to a little Japanese restaurant eight pancakes that were souffléed and then went to see Mario Kart or Mario like the movie that just came out yeah and literally just it was a Wednesday it literally we just took time off to be with each other and it's best to take time and be intentional and Mm -hmm. be present with your family don't be on social media Mm -hmm. and trying to answer things people understand that you also have a life you know, and then, you know, set boundaries as well. I think it's really important, especially as entrepreneurs that not to be easily accessible 24 seven, you know, you have to set in some time to rest. And also, I love that you touched on the scarcity mindset. I grew up with that mindset. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us Latinos too. It's, it's very normal for us. Yeah, so for me, I've started reading a lot of books, especially that deal with like abundance mindset and growth. Yeah. Um, are there any books or anything that you recommend on that, on working towards that abundance mindset? I don't have a book exactly, but I do want to shout out, I believe it's called The Motivation Manifesto. Mm, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, that was one of my favorite books that I read early on like Mm -hmm. when I was building for starting to build my business that's something that I read um and I think creative genius was another Mm -hmm. book that was really good it like opened my mind more I love that I think you would really like it I've never heard of creative genius so I'm definitely uh writing it in my notes and then looking it up 
All right. We got to get to Portugal because I really <laughs> want to know, how did you, how did you move abroad? And, yeah. and now you're <laughs> living in Portugal, living your best life. And, you know, again, as an entrepreneur, we have really good months and we have, you know, months yeah. that aren't as strong. Well, but it's not, I don't think that's financial, like success, like the dollar amount is what defines a successful business. No, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me now, it's the quality of life, honestly, Ooh. like that's successful. And I'm happy that I'm here to enjoy this because I walk outside, for example, and like people say hi to me, like they say good afternoon. And to be honest, like the hometown that I'm from, if I walk outside, it's me and my dog walking. And then like they go inside their garage and I'm like, what, what's happening here? Like, yeah. You know, and it's just the con the different, the cultural difference. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, yeah. No, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I feel the same way whenever I go to Medellin, to Colombia. Yeah. I go to Colombia and it's like, hola, como esta? La orden. Buenos días. Like, Buenos días. A la orden. Yeah. And it's just like, in the States, people just look at you weird. Yeah. <laughs> at them like hi they're like why the fuck are you waving at me? yeah and I could just feel that energy like rubbing yeah. off on me like I had to keep working I had to like hustle and so being here I've been able to break free I'm still working on that you know that mindset but I've been able to break free from this like hustle culture that I was married to for so long because that's all I knew in those corporate mm -hmm. jobs yeah I think that's beautiful that you touched on that because a lot of us think that we have to have the biggest car, the you no. know, the most incredible house, and you know, we can have it all. But for me, I've actually turned around and been more of a like a minimalist. Me too. Mm hmm What are things that bring me joy? Mm-hmm. How can I minimize what I have? And I live in an apartment and I'm fine because girl, I don't wanna clean a whole ass house. No, I don't wanna do that either. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, I, I feel you. <laughs> I want I want what I wanna do. I'm not ready for like those just that commitment yet too it's like you have to be with the house for how many years like for 20 years or something. yeah i mean the other thing is like i say listen to financial experts like sometimes yeah. our parents don't understand that things are a lot different for our generation so different compared to them like you know my dad's like well i bought a house when i was 30 and i'm like that's great um but you know, the cost of living has skyrocketed, you know. My parents' first house, they paid yeah. 400 or something a month. Can, like, that's how you know things have changed. Can I pay that mortgage? Yeah. <laughs> and I so... Here. In Miami, tampoco. Miami is even worse. Oh, forget it. Yeah. But that that's why I'm here, too. So, like, just for people to know, it's actually... The cost of living here is actually lower for us Americans, of course, because we get paid differently. But that was big for me. I didn't want to feel like going to a cafe, I was going to blow so much money or, you know, if I got sick, like go to the pharmacy and just like, you know, get screwed with a big bill. So over here, I feel more comfortable and more mm -hmm. confident, too, in a way, yeah. because, yeah, it's just it, it's just different, like how the cost of even groceries, like I can no. eat healthy and not feel bad about <laughs> the bill, like the receipt when that's I go buy like healthy fruits and vegetables and stuff. That's insane. That's exactly how I feel in Colombia. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. there in September for a whole month. I actually was working remotely. I was doing illustrations for Corbell and Latinas in tech. Yeah. 
and it was beautiful to illustrate 30 mujeres in STEM. And I literally, during the day, I would ask my parents, what do you want to do? And they're like, I want to go and visit, you know, this family. I want to go to a waterfall or I want to go horseback riding or I want to just eat a bandeja paisa. Like we literally (laughs) just went around like tourists. And then at night I would just get to work. I would just illustrate and paint and, you know, my cost of like uh, an empanada in Medellin is like less than five or 10 cents, y'all. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's over here, insane. breakfast cost me like a croissant with cheese and ham, yeah. orange juice, and an espresso cost me like three ninety five euros or something. Oh my goodness! So like yeah. that's another thing. Like let me let me go talk to my husband so I can go. Be yeah, your come through. <laughs> come through and be your neighbor. Um, so we can record each other's con. I would literally <laughs> just hold up a light and just be your neighbor. We would have so much fun. I would love we'd that. Cra- we'd go crazy. Um, but yeah, like get, getting back to our point, I really feel like don't marry yourself to somebody else's ideas of what your life should look like. I think that's the number one thing I want people to take away from this episode. Like we are accidental entrepreneurs. Like we didn't think we were going to end yeah. up in these situations. Um, but I want to really want to make sure that people understand what are some services that we could explore? How can our community support you as well? Like, what are some resources that you could share of upcoming events that you might be hosting? I want to make sure that your because your resources are, are fire. Like, every time I read anything that you post on Instagram, like, I legit feel a little bit more comfortable with where I'm at as an entrepreneur and I feel like I have it like I I understand the assignment you know like post with purpose and post with intention post not because of the algorithm or anything like that post because you want to create impact exactly so let us know how can we sign up like how can we work with you how can we like call you up like what what is how can we reach you how can well the best way to reach me is through social media. Your girl is obviously on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. And I shout out those top three because those are the ones that I'm the most active on and I actually enjoy using too. Uh-huh. Uh, but my DMs are always open. I'm always open to having a conversation with someone or like someone telling me if they resonated with any yeah. of my content. Like I want to hear that because then I know that I'm doing something right. Like just like you told me right now, you you feel like you understood the assignment or you feel like more comfortable with things that's exactly how i want our my community to feel whenever they read something like you're on track you're doing an amazing job but this is how we can grow mm-hmm. even further so, so how can we sign up to, to yeah be part of that community <laughs> yeah so post with purpose is my program where It's my private mentorship program where I help coach you one-on-one and also help you grow with our community. So there's, we have any of my clients that I've worked with, we are still, you know, in our community together and what it looks like just to give like a quick rundown. Yeah. No, take as long as this community is one-to-one support because I know what it's like to build a brand online. I was in their shoes. I was in anyone here who's listening who is just having a little trouble with 
branding themselves on social media or trying to figure out how to post their why or having a hard time creating valuable content. That's what I'm here for. So I always tell my community, I'm like in your back pocket. Imagine you pull out your phone. Hey, Tani, uh, can you help me with this? I have an idea or I just filmed some content. How do I put it together? That's how I help you as like your go-to social media support in my program. And I also help audit your page. So if you just needed to like make some changes on your profile so that you can increase your reach and have more people find you, be more discoverable online, I love auditing your page. So those are just some examples of how I, I work with my clients inside Post with Purpose. And then I am also going to be doing another free masterclass pretty soon here. I know you were there for my the one in March. So once I have the details for that, everyone will be the first to know on social media or even my email list. But I'm really excited to do that. We'll also now. drop it in the, in, if we yes. have show notes and a blog, I'll have a blog post. Perfect. With those details, because I think it's super important that, you know, if, especially if you're struggling with social media and you look at Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn, yeah. and you're like, what am I doing? Please follow this woman. Change <laughs> your life. Yeah. But get... <laughs> I'm serious. Because yeah. you, have, you have done that for me. Like, I feel like I'm more of an established brand. And I can ask for my worth, you know, because I feel like this is the content that I'm providing. This that's exactly is exactly kind of, how know. I want you to feel. And that's exactly why I say I help female and women of color, because there's nothing that makes me more excited than knowing that I am helping our community, our comunidad to mm-hmm. grow their brand or their business online. Like, yes, we may not be the most famous, you know, luxury you know company out there but i'm going to help you get there yeah exactly we're not there yet but we're getting not there there. yet but we will get there we will get there and we'll get there together looking fly in portugal but (laughs) yes with me let's go (laughs) go uh but thank you so much like i feel so connected to you even though we've been i've been sliding into your dms for a while and i just figured out like we need to collaborate somehow and i'm so happy that you joined us for this beautiful podcast episode, The Art of Representation. Give us your social media handle just so, yes. so we so make sure. Tani, T-A-N-I-X Lopez is where y- y'all can find me on social media. Tani X Lopez. Y'all, you better follow her because <laughs> I'll check I'll check up on y'all if you're not following her. But anyway, <laughs> um, I love you, Tani. Muchas gracias por todo. This is an honor to be here with you. I want to make sure that mujeres can see themselves represented as a brand, the brand that they are, and be authentic to that brand. And thank you for showing up authentically. Thank you for all of your advice. This was like a very incredibly gem-filled episode. So make sure if you resonated with anything that we had to say, drop a review uh, and share this with somebody that you might think might be struggling right now, especially with these mass layoffs happening in in corporate America, um, we're here to provide support. We're here to, you know, help bridge the gap between where you want to go and where you are right now. So with that, this was another episode of the Art of Representation podcast. You can follow me on Instagram 
at Hola Lucia Diaz, and this episode will be available on YouTube too as well. So, muchas gracias. Dani, te quiero mucho, and I can't wait to come hang out with you in Portugal. I love you too. Thank you so much. Adoro. Mil gracias for listening to this episode. Thank you, thank you for your support. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also do me a huge favor. Send this episode to your amiga, anybody that would enjoy listening to this specific episode. And make sure to also leave a review. That will help us get found by more amazing Latinas como tú. Bueno, recuerde... Tú eres capaz. You are able to do anything that you set your mind to. You're a badass. And if you need a reminder, make sure to slide into my DMs. It's Hola Lucia Diaz in all platforms. Ciao.